Hello, friends, and welcome to the Foundation Worldview Podcast, where we seek to equip you to get the kids in your care carefully evaluating every idea they encounter so they can understand the truth of the biblical worldview. I'm your host, Elizabeth Urbanowitz, and I'm thrilled that you joined me today for another episode of the Foundation Worldview Podcast. Today's question says, what is your perspective about animated children's Christian series like Superbook for teaching children? And now I really appreciated this question because this is a question that we receive a lot, not necessarily about Superbook, but just about, you know, what's your perspective of this Christian series or that Christian series? And um, personally, for this question, I have never seen Superbook. However, I think that there are certain principles that we can apply to any series of Christian media to really make sure that we're equipping our kids to understand the truth of the biblical narrative and also to make sure that they're carefully evaluating every idea they encounter. Because sometimes what we do is we set up this false dichotomy where we have our kids think, okay, anything that's Christian is safe and it's good. And anything that's non-Christian is not safe and it's bad. And now this dichotomy is very dangerous because what it does is it teaches our children just to shut off their minds, which is not at all what we want them to do. Because there are many things that are labeled Christian that actually do not align with what is taught in scripture. And so we want our children to always be carefully evaluating any idea that's labeled Christian and seeing, okay, does this align with what is taught in the Bible? And then by God's common grace, there are many things that are not Christian that are actually true and good. Now there's also many things that are not true and are not good, but we want to make sure that our children are constantly asking themselves the question, is this true? Does it line up with scripture? How do I know this? Because if we give them this false dichotomy, they're going to believe many false ideas that are just snuck into the Christian community under the guise of the label Christian, but aren't distinctly Christian. And then one day when they grow up and they realize, you know what, not everything that's out in the world, not every single thing is bad or untrue or evil. They're going to think that we lied to them. So we need to instead teach them to be careful evaluators. Now, for media that's specifically depicting the Bible, now I could be off on this, but I think Superbook is actually um, actually showing different Bible stories. So the format that I would recommend for that is, you know, watch whatever it is, you know, whether it's Superbook, whether it's Veggie Tales, whether it's another, you know, animated series that's teaching a Bible story. And then after you're done, go read the parallel passage in the Bible. Okay, so if the story, you know, you just watched was Daniel in the lion's den, go read in the book of Daniel, the narrative of Daniel in the lion's den so that your children have in their mind, okay, this is what Superbook taught, or this is what VeggieTales taught, or this is what, you know, I saw in The Chosen or whatever it is. Okay, and then read that passage in the Bible, okay, so that then they have the biblical narrative, the actual biblical narrative in their mind as well. Now, if you're reading um, with little kids, Okay, what you can do is you can ask them to draw a picture of what things were similar both in the animated series and in the Bible. And then on the opposite side of that page, have them draw a picture of any things that were different in the animated series and in the actual biblical narrative. If you're working with older kids, you can actually just draw a Venn diagram on the page and say, okay, after we read this narrative in the Bible, I want you to make a list. Okay, what are the things that were similar 
between what we just watched and what we just read in scripture? And then what are the things that are different there? And I used to do this all the time with my students. Um, the Bible curriculum that we used in third grade at the school where I used to teach um, went through the first eight books of the Bible. And so whenever we came to the book of Exodus, I knew that most of my students had already seen the movie, The Prince of Egypt. And so, you know, that's what they had in their minds when they were thinking of the story of the Exodus. So what we do is we would read, um, we would actually, you know, it was an academic setting. So we didn't watch the movie first. We actually read in scripture first what God had revealed. And then after that, we'd watch a portion of the Prince of Egypt. And what I would have my students do is I would have them then fill in the Venn diagram. Okay. What things are similar what things are different. And they were able to pick out so quickly, you know, things that were similar and things that were different. I know I mentioned recently um, on another webinar that my students would notice every single year that in the biblical narrative, it's very clear that Moses purposely killed the Egyptian who was beating the Hebrew slave. Where in the Prince of Egypt, it's very much portrayed as if it was an accident. You know, Moses comes in to rescue this Hebrew slave. He accidentally knocks the Egyptian off the scaffolding and the Egyptian accidentally dies. And my students would pick that up every year. Miss you. In the Bible, Moses murdered this man. And in the movie, he accidentally knocked him off the scaffolding. So if we train our kids to do this, okay, to look at a biblical story that's animated or just, you know, filmed, and then to use the Bible as the anchor for what parts of this accurately depict what's in the Bible, and then what parts do not. If you're working with kids like nine on up, you can actually then talk about the difference between something where they've actually gotten details wrong, like in that Prince of Egypt example, and things where they have just embellished. Like a good example of this would be The Chosen. Um, now, that I haven't seen every single episode of The Chosen, but the episodes that I have seen, I've seen a lot of things, you know, that have aligned with the biblical narrative. But then because they're focusing so much on the life of the disciples, in that they have to embellish a lot, you know, because we're not told a lot about, you know, the personal lives of the disciples, except for a few of their occupations. And so they embellish a lot. So when you're working with kids nine on up, you can just say, well, where did they add details? that the Bible doesn't tell us. Now, those details could possibly be true, you know, but we shouldn't read the Bible having in our minds, you know, the picture of the characters in The Chosen. You know, I know, for example, in The Chosen, the character of Matthew, you know, very clearly he is on the autism spectrum. Is it possible that Matthew, the tax collector, could have been on the autism spectrum? Absolutely. But should we view Matthew every time we're reading the Gospel of Matthew as someone who's on the spectrum? No, because we're not given that detail in scripture. So that's another thing. When we're working with older kids, we can identify three different things, you know, things that were true to the biblical narrative, things that were not true, and then things that were, we don't know whether or not they're true. They're just embellished, you know, for the purpose of taking some artistic license, you know, and if you're going to make a, you know, like a very long series on Jesus and the disciples, you have to embellish a little bit because we don't have as many details, you know, as it would take for multiple seasons of a series like that. Um, and then just the discussion, discussing that together, you know, and having these discussions, because the more times we have these discussions, the more these thought patterns actually become ingrained patterns in our kids' minds, even if they don't appreciate it, even if they don't like to do it, we just want to equip them to think this way. I've mentioned multiple times, you know, my mom, when she was raising us, she didn't go into this much detail when she'd have us evaluate what we were watching, you know, and she did a lot more explaining than asking questions, but still every time she would pause a movie and would explain something to us, it at least got us 
thinking so that we were used to actually thinking every time we watched something. And I mean, that pattern that my mom set, I mean, for a very large part, that's why I do, you know, what I do today, actually helping parents and pastors and Christian educators get the kids God has placed in our care thinking critically. You know, it's due to that pattern that my mom set when I was growing up and that just has continued to develop throughout the years. Now, for media where it's not necessarily teaching a biblical narrative, like it's not necessarily teaching Daniel in the lion's den or David and Goliath, you know, or the life of the Jesus and the disciples, but where it's teaching Christian principles, you know, like maybe it's like a video teaching on the fruits of the spirit, you know, or how to be kind to one another. Um, what I would suggest for that is to first watch the video together. And again, um, this is something that's key. I know a lot of times, you know, we adults like to think of like, oh, screen time. Yes, it's like my break. But if we want to train the kids in our care really to carefully evaluate every idea they encounter, we need to stop viewing screen time as our break time and instead view it as a time of continued investment and training. So we need to watch these things alongside our kids. Now, there's nothing saying that, you know, you can't be, you know, chopping vegetables in the kitchen and listening along and then afterwards having a conversation. But, you know, like we shouldn't, you know, our kids shouldn't be off in their bedroom alone with the iPad watching something and you know, we have no idea whether, you know, what it was about, you know, even if it's something Christian, we should really be there with them, you know, engaging in this. Then what I would do is whatever was taught, you know, whether it's the fruits of the spirit or kindness or fairness or something like that, read a passage, a longer passage of scripture then with the kids that talks about this Christian principle and then discuss, okay, the way that this was presented in the video or the show, sorry, I'm dating myself saying video. I know nothing is like VHS anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, the show, did what was presented in the show actually line up with how it's presented in scripture? Again, we're wanting to anchor everything back to scripture. And does this align with what God has revealed in his word? And then we want to do the same thing in secular media as well. You know, if they're watching something on PBS Kids, you know, or they're watching an episode of Wild Kratts or they're watching something on Disney Plus. We want them to constantly be evaluating. What did I just see? What does scripture say? Do the two align? Do they contradict? Or do we need to investigate a little more? Because just the goal in all of this is to establish patterns and habits of thinking that our kids are going to take with them, whether they're still in our home or whether they're off at college or whether they're an adult. We want to just establish these patterns of thinking, making sure that we're rooting everything in scripture so that they're constantly coming back and asking, okay, what did I see? Does this align with scripture? What do I do with it now? Well, that's a wrap for this episode of the Foundation Worldview Podcast. But as always, my prayer for you as you go on from here is that God would richly bless you as you continue to disciple the children he's placed in your care. I'll see you next time.